Justin. And it's me, Kevin. And finally, 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 we have seen Sonic the Hedgehog, the uh, once 2019, now 2020 film. Uh, You know, a part of the grand tradition of movies that were supposed to come out one year were summarily bumped to the following year, uh, joining the ranks of The Hunt, uh, Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman 1984, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, a, a, a truly a pedigree of movies to be surrounded by. And just like the, uh, the characters in The Hunt, this movie is deplorable. <laughs> this movie is, uh, Hillary Swank is tracking it down in the woods and trying to blow it up with landmines. Uh, this movie is Ike Barinholtz almost getting hit by a train. And of course, to join us... Uh, we, of course, we have, we have, uh, Hedgepod yeah. favorite, Puffin favorite, uh, Podcats favorite, uh, Vern Tooley, the only person that could have joined us to talk about. <laughs> the only person we would need, like, we need to talk about this. I'm, uh, I'm surprised to learn I'm a favorite. That, uh, that makes me happy. Uh, you guys honor me. And, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's, uh, and as I was just saying off mic, Really enjoy Hedgepod, uh, and it feels good to be back. It You're feels good to be back, back on the show. Feels good to be back, absolutely. <sighs> so, folks, uh, <laughs> twenty twenty. This, how did you guys spend your Valentine's <laughs> Day? <laughs> this, this love good movie. I will, I will say uh, that, of course, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog came out. Uh, Hedgehog, not uh, not the film version of this podcast. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog came out on Valentine's Day, twenty twenty, and I did not even float the idea to my girlfriend that we would go <laughs> see this on Valentine's Day. It was a non-option to all parties involved. Uh, so my media week leading up to Sonic the Hedgehog was uh, was rather interesting. Um, cause on Thursday I saw a preview screening of the new version of Emma, which was really good and inventive and played with, uh, a classic story in new ways. Uh, mm-hmm. then, uh, Valentine's night, I saw, um, F.W. Murnau's, uh, silent film Sunrise with a live orchestra. Um, Ooh. one of the most like 
beautifully creative and inventive visual movies I've ever seen uh, with a, a live musical backing. And then I woke up early the next morn, dragged myself to Manhattan for a 12.30 screening of Sonic the Hedgehog, after which I drowned my sorrows in a Taco Bell meal, ran home, and watched Parasite oh, you, for oh, a no, second time. The mini tacos are at... Uh... Jack in the Box. Yeah, we don't have Jack in the Box up here. So I ran to a Taco Bell cantina and I I shoved (laughs) nourishment in my face. And then I came home and I watched Parasite for a second time just to... I needed a transfusion of cinema. I needed to pump good movie into my veins. I need 20 cc's of art fast. Please, I need themes. I need character arcs. Please, anything, Doc. I'm I'm dying over here. (laughs) You guys, uh, you brought up, um, I think, Justin, you brought up the the many tacos available at uh, Jack in the Box Mm -hmm. um, that are the promotional tie-in item for... Sonic the Hedgehog, and what of guys, I got, guys, I gotta say, like, what is more Sonic? What is more Sega than <laughs> there being a national restaurant fast food chain that sells chili dogs that is named <laughs> Sonic, <laughs> but the promotional tie-in restaurant for Sonic the Hedgehog the movie featuring. <laughs> A guy named Sonic who likes chili dogs is Jack in the Box. Like, that's the most Sega Sonic the Hedgehog thing in the history of Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog. (sighs) They had it right there. (laughs) And I, that's not been lost on me. And I just think that's a. That 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 in a way is like the review of the movie. <laughs> so, do we want to do a a quick recap of the plot of Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, Justin, get... you did not tell us about your theatrical experience. Oh, uh, I got extre- Oh, I got extremely high in the parking lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Reading the um uh, and to get in the proper mind space, I was watching dramatic readings of the Archie Sonic comics available on YouTube. Sure, oh. sure. Like you do. Like, like I do, because that, that's how I get in my Sonic headspace. <laughs> and there were three boys' birthday parties in the theater with me. <laughs> like, like, I, like, I sat down. I, like, I got there early. I sat down. And I'm just like sitting, waiting for the commercials to finish. And three different lines of of like elementary school boys would loudly file in and up the stairs to sit down. Amazing. So it it was actually like pretty full. Okay. I yeah, I had a twelve thirty Saturday screening, and I would say it's about half full, but I did see it with a I had bunch a 10 of screening. What'd you say? I had a 10 o'clock screening and it was like almost full. Jesus. Kids get up early. Yeah, I was at 1230. We were about half full, but I did have a healthy amount of kids. Because my Mm -hmm. buddy, Kevin, who I saw yesterday, told me that he saw it Valentine's night with a bunch of like drunk adults. And they They were were like hooting and hollering. You know, they were they were clapping applause breaks. You know, they like my audience of cats. 
they had shown up to see a bad movie and Except, were relishing that it was a bad movie. And here's the thing. Sonic isn't that interesting enough to do a rowdy move showing. No, absolutely not. It is boring in all, or it is bad in all of the most boring ways. It is yeah. bad in completely uninteresting ways. Um, but I, I will say right now that my 1230 screening full of kids had no reaction to this movie. They were not it's laughing. It's like trying to do a rowdy screening of the Garfield movie. Right. <laughs> or marmaduke it's it's trying yes. to do a rowdy screening of the worst most boring piece of shit movie um you i am i am getting shit on social media for shitting on this movie but having really enjoyed cats and people are like how can you possibly not like this after seeing that and i was like okay one of them was a glorious magical mess a complete disaster <laughs> hoisted on its own petard uh you know uh, undone and crushed by its own strange ambition whereas this oh, okay. was so you can love cats but you give me shit about liking howard the duck for the same reasons no i just don't enjoy howard the duck you have fun you do whatever you want to do justin but at least those films are bad in interesting ways. Bad because they tried things perhaps they should not have done, that God did not intend them to do. And, mm -hmm. and Sonic is bad because it's every chitty kids movie you've ever seen. I say we do this movie sort of beat by beat, and then yeah, we oh yeah, will... No, we have to go through this as it, as it unfolded. Yes, uh, because the plot is Sonic has to get to San Francisco... And Robotnik is trying to stop him. Um, yes. Whatever. Uh, and I also say that let's do something that has become customary on this show. And we will do uh, performance reviews character by character as they enter the movie. Oh, of course. And we will. And it is a simple pass-fail system. You can yeah. give them a, a strong pass or a, mm. or a soft fail. But it yes. is a pass-fail system. Yeah, no, it's it, it, it's hot or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, this film, of course, directed by the great Jeff Fowler, uh, who we litigated on our last episode as having done uh, very little uh, with a yes. with a soft animation background, which is a yeah. bad fit for this movie. He does not have yeah. a special effects background. He has a, a an animation background, a which this movie is is not animation background. Yeah, which this movie is not. It, no. it, it is not a uh, a cartoon-esque film. It's, that's one of its failings, is that it's very static and rooted in reality. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is a better Sonic film than... <laughs> yes! Uh, or, uh, or Hotel Transylvania is a better Sonic film than this is. Right, and, and um, both of those films are fully immersed in their own worlds. You know, when you go see Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, it's uh, uh, Flint Woodlock or whatever his name is, and and it is, it's its own universe of, of characters. Hotel Transylvania, even more so, is that it is fully of a piece with itself, and all of the characters exist in the same movie. Whereas this... Yeah. 
has the non-premise of plucking Sonic the Hedgehog and putting him on Earth, which is not a premise. You know, they keep trying this same movie over and over. Uh, the Smurfs, Hop, and it's like, what if this character came to the real the world? The Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. Yes, and but that is not a premise. These characters are not fish out of water. It, yeah. The, the best version of this plot is Enchanted with Amy Adams. But that mm-hmm. movie has a premise. What if the Disney princess, yeah. who only understood Disney princess rules, mm-hmm. came to New York? And it fully executes that premise. Sonic coming to, you know, Sonic does yeah. not have the stuff you would need for he doesn't see a donut and go oh a ring and try and like pick it up and yeah and... there's he is in full understanding of this world but he he's also... been living it for 10 years he's been living in it his entire life but also he's the rules of what sonic knows and what he does not know are very inconsistent. He has lived in this town for 10 years and he never once overheard uh, James Marsden's character's name. It's absurd. He he can quote the movie Speed. He knows <laughs> what a donut is, but after he stalking knows who James Marsden... Kenobi is. After star- he knows the funny floss dance from Fortnite, but he never once picked up on James Marsden's name. He knows Crazy Carl's name, but he never yeah. picked up on James Marsden or his wife's name. And he knows what a pretzel is. That bothers me. Yes. On a weirdly deep level. It's so strange. You know, they, they give him this stupid bucket list concept. Like, he knows all the rules of Sonic softball. is aware of his own mortality. Yes. But he, after, of course, the demise of Longclaw, the owl, in the cold open of the Sonic the Hedgehog film, the horrible murder. We got another old owl. (laughs) We are two for two in Sonic movies featuring old owls. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, Vern. Uh, Just like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, my first attempt was not good, and I had to uh, go back to the, uh, the editing booth and fix things. But it's... I'm back now. Sorry about that, y'all. He's back. That's okay. We, uh, Justin and so, I, uh, yelled much, at each other enough. Yeah. Well, no, we're, we're pretty much at, like, the start of the movie now. Uh, yes. yeah, so, uh, you, you would like me to, uh... Yeah, so let's go through the movie, uh, uh, beat by beat, sort of major mm-hmm. plot point by major plot point, and along the way we will do performance reviews as each, uh, mm-hmm. character becomes relevant <laughs> to our, to our tale. Good or bad, that's how we'll rank it. Yes, it yeah. is. They it is a pass fail system, yes. uh, and the, you can explain yourself, but it is a pass fail system. Um, so, uh, uh, Vern, would you like to walk us through the cold open of the Sonic the Hedgehog film? Yeah, uh, well, which so... cold open? There's two. <laughs> oh yes, that's true. Well, of course, let's skip the. <laughs> Bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Because that's how this movie oh, starts. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. Yes, a, they do a that. completely unironic. <laughs> Bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> try to they try to do a clever wraparound thing. Uh, there's that, but I guess the real this movie starts in earnest with uh with baby Sonic uh <laughs> running through a forest. 
Um, I'm assuming that's Mobius that he's running through. It, it, um, yeah. It's the Green Hill Zone. It's a Green Hill Zone, gotcha. Yeah, it's got um, the loop-de-loops, it's got all the critters. Yes, because the only piece of music from a Sonic game they play is the Green Hill music in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. The rest of it which, is a bad SoundCloud rap. The uh, the Green Hill Zone has kind of become Sonic's theme song, which is weird. Um, but anyway, um, but I guess at the same time, first level of Super Mario Brothers has become Super Mario's theme song. Uh, but anyway... There's baby Sonic, and he's running through Green Hill Zone, and uh, Sonic goes to his uh, parent, and naturally, you would think it would be a, a, a hedgehog, but it's not. It's an owl. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. no. According to the Sega lore bible, Sonic is not allowed to have birth parents or birth family. <laughs> of course, and... <laughs> Who are we to question the word of the god? Uh, who are we to question the word Sega of, Japan. of Sega Japan? Um, so Sonic uh, runs to his mother, uh, Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Uh, <laughs> A DVD and, copy of Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Yes, uh, and uh, Gahul's, it's, uh, it, this one's called Longclaw. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sonic fa- Sonic character favorite Longclaw. Yes, uh, I was very surprised whenever I saw the owl uh, because I was like, "Oh my gosh, are we going to get the owl from the OVA? Is that Dad?" Um, <laughs> but that never happened. Unfortunately, um, not. Also, Longclaw just looks like an owl, like a normal yeah, owl, just a straight they- up owl. Yeah, um, uh, I remember uh, hearing, uh, I think it was in an Archie comic, where Sonic was brown. He was a normal-looking hedgehog, but he ran so fast that he broke the sound barrier, and that's when he turned blue. Um, so I was surprised to see that he was just, like, already, like, he's just baby Sonic. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's just, that's how he is. He's from the get-go. <laughs> um, so, like, Longclaws telling baby Sonic, like, hey... Don't don't run so fast. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be bad. And immediately, um, a a tribe of knuckles uh, arrive, <laughs> uh, dressed like the Navi and Avatar, and they and they spear Longclaw uh, and kill Longclaw. So immediately, it's 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 a per- almost the perfect ending, a perfect beginning for a Sonic movie. Immediately, we have like lore we have a parent dying like i mean the only way it would have been like better is if like instead of an owl getting a spirit it was like the president's daughter um but before, major major problem of the movie no president no president which no is great president several generals uh, no president several generals several police um but no uh no no uh, president um before in in Longclaw's dying breaths, um, Longclaw explains the the rings, uh, and these rings take on the quality that they did in Sonic the Hedgehog one. Uh, whenever you receive fifty rings and you reach the checkpoint where you can jump through a giant ring and go to a special land for a Chaos Emerald, um, these rings take on the same quality. Uh, you can say where you're thinking, and you can tr- travel through the ring. Uh, and then you can end up in that world. Um, and I, if I recall correctly, when Sonic runs through the ring, he doesn't immediately go to Earth. He goes to someplace. 
like by the time he gets to Earth, he's been to three or four other different places. If yes. that's correct. Um, yes, that does seem to be from his little like map of crossed out worlds that he's uh, been to and apparently been almost murdered on. Uh, he he then finally escapes to Earth, where he remains for about uh, ten years. Uh, d- yes. Now I yes. will I will say, and this is this will be one of oh you'll hear me say like three positive things about this movie. One of them would be. Um, the the only good bit of character design in the entire film are these, like, tribes of Knuckles. I think they look mm-hmm. cool. You, you don't see a lot of them, but they are, um, they're well-designed. They look like Sonic characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, is, it is a good translation of the series' visual style onto these little dudes. Um, and and I, I liked them. I was, I was thinking maybe they would... I don't know, come back. They seem very important to the backstory of Sonic. Maybe, uh, you know, Robotnik would, like, take them and and turn them into robots or something. No, sir. No. Dropped plot thread. We never speak of Longclaw ever again. (laughs) That's for the next movie, baby. That's that's probably what it is. There's, uh, There's two things that... I thought sure were going to happen in this movie based on what I'd seen in the movie and that didn't happen. And the tribe of knuckles arriving is one of those two things. Um, yeah, the, the, the get, tribe I'll, of knuckles or the, or the triumphant survival of long claw, yeah. but, but no, she was brutally murdered and that's the end of that. <laughs> it's over. Um, now before we move on, uh, the first performance review uh, Donna J. Folks as Longclaw, pass <laughs> fail. Oh, strong pass. <laughs> you, you love the performance of Longclaw. She, I, uh, I, uh, I believe that she was hurried and not given a lot of time to say what she needed to say. <laughs> as if Donna J. Folks herself was shoved forcibly into a voice booth and then pulled back out with a long cane. Yes. Uh, or, or, or a long claw. Um, ah! Disgusting. I don't want to say pass or fail, but it's like they got a... I don't want to say even a bonus point or extra credit, right? Like, they got the answer... They answered a question that wasn't on the test, and they answered it correctly. <laughs> they wrote their own question and then answered that correctly on the test, but, like, it's outside of the grading rubric as far as long claw goes. <laughs> like, she did fine, but, like what is this owl have you know like what why like we don't care like we don't she did fine yeah but that's Uh, like saying like that's like saying man uh and you know my i think i really enjoy this super mario brothers video game also bubsy's a fine voice actor like it's outside of the the realm that we're dealing with okay doesn't really matter uh, I will. I will say fail. I think this character needed to be full on bubbly, motherly. But no, I think uh, I think that's a fail on Donna J. Falks. Maybe not through any fault of her own, but a fail all the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also in this sequence get uh, the standard movie opening voiceover. He's like, "I'm Sonic. I live in a big green yeah. world. I run very fast, and I don't like school." Um, my issue with this voiceover is that it sucks and it adds nothing. It's not good character voiceover. It, it's exposition that we did not need. Uh, it's, it's bad and it should, uh, be taken out of the movie. It also only happens two times (laughs) in the entire course of the film. 
Um, it was no good. And yeah, um, there go are ahead. good ways to do this. There are good mm-hmm. versions of this exact same kind of voiceover. I think uh, Wreck-It Ralph is probably the exemplar of this, where it's like, here's the movie, here's all the rules, here's all the characters you need, and it sets up a good personality and stakes for our hero, and go. Uh, and I think that is the best possible version of this kind of opening. And this was about the worst. It was pre- pretty bad. <laughs> I will say, like, it's bad, but props to Sega for having the high, having the sight to to think, like, we might need to explain this character in this world instead of just, you know doing the typical Sega and Sonic thing and just, like, dropping you in the post-apocalypse and not explaining anything. Like, they at least, like, in this movie for babies, they treat it like the audience are babies. <laughs> that is that is true. I'll, although I will say that this movie does not uh, incorporate any dense plot or mythology whatsoever. It's the most basic story you've ever seen. We don't need an explanation of Sonic's home world because we yeah. never go back there and spend yeah, a total of it, 30 seconds there. <laughs> good point. It, it, like, it, like, really, we don't even need to see Longclaw give him the rings. He pretty well shows how, like, why the rings at work and how they work all like later and in a better way yeah we uh did not need uh this opening whatsoever it's completely superfluous it adds nothing and i know it's short but i was like oh no oh no now you have to imagine what the original echidna looked like guys that's something i thought about a lot with this movie especially with the uh because clearly Longclaw is from the original design, and they just didn't redesign her to put her in the new Sonic style. For sure. But that means that the that there had to have been Echidna who looked like old Sonic. There had to be an Echidna, and there had to be, like, I won't spoil it yet, but, like, the post-credits character, or the mid-credits character. They had, there had yeah. to be a realistic Sonic version of that character as well. Um, which I'm very curious about. That's one of the things that uh, I think about a lot with this movie is like whether it succeeds or fails, like this movie you can you can tell like it feels like hip. It feels like it's trying to be hip at least. Uh, I, I I would argue the exact opposite. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like there's some like there's some snappy dialogue. There's some like snap, snappy dialogue in the style fashionable between like 1998 and 2006. Point taken. Point taken. It was snappy the way the country bears dialogue was snappy. Yeah. Okay. And with that, like that explains why Sonic would look the way he used to. Um, For sure. But like, I, 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 I don't know, like, at least this Sonic, like, with this redesign, he he looked and kind of felt right. Um, yeah. I really, really, really hope, and it will never happen because they're fucking cowards, but I really <laughs> hope the DVD and Blu-ray of this movie has both versions of the movie. Absolutely the one with the not. redesign will and the redesign. I know it will never happen, but, like... I'm never going to think about this movie again outside of this podcast, but if the DVD came out with the original like design version as a bonus feature, I'd snatch that up on opening day. 
For sure. Um, I, I, I think that the version we got is not too far because he still has the same dimensions. They really just yeah. like changed yeah. the proportions of his eyes. They like yeah. modified his nose a little bit, but he has the same silhouette. Um, and, well, like, and, they, they also made his limbs a little more rubber hosey. They're not as humanly defined. Yes, and I, there were the changes were. I mean, I'm sure they were labor intensive, but they were pretty mild. This is not a complete rework of this character design. And there's a few times where, um, specifically, there's a shot where there or uh, Sonic and James Marsden are in the truck, and the camera is behind Sonic. And he's talking in the passenger side seat, and you can tell that that they didn't change that. You can tell that's the original Sonic. Yeah. There's a few times in the movie where you can tell, like, ah, no one's going to be able to tell. Um, <laughs> they did. They did a face. They did a, a Snapchat face swap of <laughs> realistic <laughs> Sonic and new design Sonic. I mean, basically, and yes, we yeah. can only dream of the horrors of uh, original design baby Sonic, but. The world will never know, I'm afraid. Um, um, also, this is, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of digressions because that's kind of what Hedgepot is. Yeah. Um, but I want to say, like, before this movie, I don't know what your uh, your trailers uh, look like, but before this movie, we got a trailer for a movie with Baby Gru from Despicable Me. Yes. A trailer with Baby Scooby-Doo. A yes. yes. And there was another one. I can't remember what. Um, but there was like three trailers with like, here's a character that you like as a baby. And this movie opened with a baby version of Sonic. Oh. It's that dumb thing that like movies for kids, people that make kid movies for kids try to do where they think like, if we want this movie to appeal to kids, we have to put kids in it. Mm-hmm. Which is, it kind uh, of, as I've said before, the exact opposite of what kids want to watch adults. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh, Kid-like kids adults. love but... pretending they're adults. It's their yes. favorite thing. I when I, was, when I was six years old, seven years old, I could not give a damn about Rugrats. Because, like, I don't care about babies. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. I want to watch Hey Arnold. They're like cool teenagers, you know? Exactly. I, I, I want to watch the grown-ups on Scooby-Doo. I, I don't need a kid yeah. surrogate. I mean, babies are hot right now. Baby group, baby Teen Yoda. Titans, babies are guys. fucking hot right now. Yeah, I just, I, I, just, I think it's a, a dumb... So I was not surprised yeah. to see uh, to see baby Sonic in this. Uh, but I get it. They're just dumb people making dumb movies for dumb uh, for other dumb people um <laughs> i'm glad the dummies like, have something to watch uh there's uh uh getting back to the movie um and i talked about this on the first time i was on the hedge pod like when you introduce bigger things in your movie like it opens it up questioning for little things in the movie and in that opening like this is my world. I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. Blah, 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 blah. You see Sonic. You see it twice. You see it in this opening part, and you see it later on in the bar fight sequence. But you see Sonic run vertically up a building. And so at one point in the movie later on, there's a big, tall building. And for whatever reason, Sonic doesn't run up that building. He, he runs up the interior of the building because he like knows the door is locked 
but he can't run up the outside of the. It's just it's lazy I, hey, plotting. Like, it's just they, it, they save the payoffs for the things that matter. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's like it's one of those things where it's you you specifically structured the the end of this movie around a problem the hero could solve in two seconds. It's yes. like if you ended a fucking Iron Man movie I, where it's like, damn, we need to walk into this room, but someone needs to be wearing a suit of armor. Oh well, I guess we got to go through twenty minutes of you fighting this other guy. Oh, damn, and like Sonic, Sonic can like understand maps and I, i'm assuming like sonic can read a map he can do what he needs to do well and guys let's get to that when we get there yes yes I'm sorry. uh yeah yeah the, uh so, i'll put so, a pin in that so after sonic uh runs away if there's a 10 year jump forward right love it yes love it where we learn uh, uh, that Sonic is the town pervert, and he he watches all of the denizens of Green Hills, Montana, in their watches, in their day to day lives. He watches them. He watches um, Speed, and he watches Naked Gun, Files from the Police Squad. Uh, yes, those are he, the two movies that he watches. Uh, James... Two movies, and he watches James Marsden and his wife enough that you know he's seen them fuck. Like he, you know, he has statistically yeah. he must have uh yes also if, if sonic understands death he also understands sex yeah uh and that leads me to the second thing that i thought sure was going to happen um in this movie but didn't happen and i was surprised that it didn't i so thought and you know like if you were honestly trying with this movie that's probably what you would have done uh, James Martin is, Marsden and his wife are already married at the beginning of this movie. I thought, sure, it was going to be a thing where, like, James Marsden was unsure about his future and unsure and all this stuff. And he was unsure as to whether he was going to marry this woman or not. Oh, and my he was, God. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say. I thought, sure, he was going to propose to her with one of Sonic's rings. And that never <laughs> did happen. Well, they were already that, married. That is... <laughs> That's because you are thinking of a new script, not one they wrote like 20 years ago oh, and it gotcha. barely changed. Gotcha. Yeah, they, okay. they just, uh, the only change they've made to the script in the last 15 years is adding in a script line where Sonic does the funny floss dance. Well, That's no, it. no, they also put in a product placement for Zillow. And no, you're right. Oh, there is yeah, also a that. Uh, that is there... that is the only time we see a computer in the entire movie. I forgot that there is one more. There is indeed a scene, a, a Hillary Clinton emails joke in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I did forget about that. Wait, what? Yeah. Where do they make that joke? It's when uh, 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 Tom Wachowski rolls up with the wrapped up Sonic to. Uh, so he. So, so James Marsden applies in San Francisco, where his wife's family lives. Anyway, yeah. and he rolls up to their house with the wrapped up Sonic, and and his his sister in law goes, "Is that plutonium? Is that emails?" Yeah, <laughs> which I forgot about that. could only be what? a butter that... emails joke. Also, there's a... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It is either a butter emails joke or a Sony email hacks joke, and I don't know or, which is which. Or, or it's some, or it's something 
an a 75 year old man heard his grandkids mention and it just stuck in his head yeah um also uh there's two product placements in this movie Sonic's shoes are made by Nike. Three. There, there are three. No, there four, is actually. a very large Olive Garden runner. <laughs> oh, is, yes. I forgot about that, too. There yes, is a yes. scene we'll where, unironically, we'll unironically, this married couple says, well, you could go to the Olive Garden, because when you're there, you're family. It's yeah, that's, uh, unbelievable. Uh, at, one point, um, at one point, James Marsden at the bar asks for a mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, yeah. further cements my theory that this was written 20 years ago. Because, I mean, be honest with me. When was the last Only time you saw... Stranger Things fanatics wanted Mellow Yellow. It died out. The free market spoke. Yeah, I was... I, I had not thought about Mellow Yellow <laughs> since my days on the Warrenton, Missouri soccer pitch where you could buy one from the concession stand. And James. I earnestly don't think I've glimpsed one in ten some odd years. There's there's a draft of this script where James Marsden asks for an OK Cola. He asks for a tab. Or a surge. He asks for a ski. <laughs> Hey, can I uh, get this kid a Dr. Thunder? <laughs> One Mr. Pib for my friend here. Give me a pineapple sh- vest, please. They they messed up. They uh they messed up on not getting on that LaCroix, you know, like Oh yeah. man. They could have like, they could have had that sweet money. The script yeah. was written 20 years ago. Uh, and LaCroix first came out like 25 years ago and it finally got popular. Like, yeah, LaCroix was in its, in its nascency yeah. when this, when yeah. this uh, script and, was written. Oh, and then uh, and Sonic's uh, shoes are Pumas. No, are they Pumas or are they Nikes? No, they're Pumas. You can see, because Puma... Um, a, Puma announced they would be distributing Sonic shoes, like Sonic-branded shoes. Uh, and there, you can also see, when he puts them on, you can see the logo, like, on the bottom of the feet. Gotcha. I thought they were, I thought they were uh, Nikes. My bad. Nope. Uh, nope, this movie, again, it's Sega. It yeah. It Nike, so it settles for Puma. So or, you for know, Puma. like, or, you know, like, in Sonic Adventure 2, he wears soaps. You could have you could have put soaps on him, but it's yeah. whatever. What? We need a scene where what? We needed a scene where Sonic gets his shoes. He can't just yes. have his shoes. He, of course, must have an origin story, is that they are a little girl's P.E. shoes. I was thinking about that, like, most, like, athletic running shoes are, like, rated for, like, you know, like, running, like, 5,000 steps. And Sonic, like... He, he surpasses that very early on with those new shoes. <laughs> yeah, they he's going to violate the warranty on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of the town pervert Sonic. Yes. Uh, this town. It, is, so, it is time how... for a performance review. Oh, yes. Ben Schwartz as Sonic. Good. Nails it. Terrible script, but he sounds and feels like Sonic. Vern? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... The script is terrible. There's definitely more than a handful of moments where they're like, ah, Ben Schwartz improvise. Uh, and he does the best he can do with it. Um, I I would say uh, on a general scale pass on a, on a letter grade scale, I would say like B, mm-hmm. maybe okay. B plus. 
like if he had a decent it, if at least a decent director it would have been great yeah like sure. it could have been genuinely iconic if he had decent lines and decent direction sure um i i, I i'm gonna give him a soft pass he delivers a lot of lines in exactly the same pitch and intonation. Like, That's true. Every other line is this pitched up like joke, like eh, at the end of it. Um, and he doesn't. I mean, he is not a rude dude with attitude. This is a very like neutered nice. Sonic. Sonic. Yeah, he is. This is not the guy who's wagging his finger on you on the start screen. Um, but it, it's all right. It's it's kind of charming. It's not great, and it's not. Oh God, I hate that I'm saying this. It's not really Sonic, but it's something. Uh, and I will I will give him a pass. I was not annoyed by Ben Schwartz, and I, so that I, is a soft pass. As someone who's seen uh, Middle Edition Schwartz live, and as someone who uh, one of the few people that likes that first episode of Comedy Bang Bang at the beginning of the year with uh, Ben Schwartz and Horatio Sands. Um, I will say, like, it feels like a very dialed back Ben Schwartz. Yes. He's not like Ben Schwartz is at his best when he's just like doing a Olympic solo bolo Olympic song challenge where he's just like in a frenzy. Uh, mm-hmm. But being in a frenzy and being hyper and being like, Whoa! like that's not cool and sonic has to be cool so he feels like it feels like a very subdued ben schwartz mm-hmm. yeah it wasn't allowed to go full out yes i understand he he did well enough within some very uh uh strong limitations oh, including yeah. script direction uh the uh, the manic nature the fact that he was like watching footage and was having to like ad lib over it um, mm-hmm. it, that he was obviously reading from two different drafts of the script and trying to reconcile that. He, he, d- yeah. he did well. He, he Can did... I... I was just going to say, um, and maybe this, maybe we should put a pen in this and save it for uh, later, which at this point will be like seven hours from now. But like... <laughs> uh, Ken Burns, baby! Uh, I, I distinctly remember um, in your, in your, in your guys' episode about uh, the comics... Um, Justin talking about like Sonic, one of the one of the Ten Commandments from Sega of America, uh, from Sega of Japan, being that Sonic can't show emotion. Uh, and I was really surprised with this script. Like Sonic, like he's kind of like a, a man baby through this. <laughs> like not saying it's wrong to have emotions or anything like that. You should feel what you feel. But there's several times where like Sonic gets very like, but I just wanted to know what it's like. You know, like he. He's he's this Sonic is very in touch with his feels and that makes it feel like a very different Sonic. He's in touch with his feels, but he's not gay, guys. Remember, Sonic is not gay. (laughs) No, Um, I have to reinforce the fact that Sonic is not gay. No, he is not gay. I can actually now now that we've mentioned it, I can carbon date exactly when this draft of the script was written. And it was in the year 2010 when the film The Bucket List came out. Because the second act of this movie is Sonic attempting to accomplish his bucket list. And that is a script that only could have been written in 2010. I wonder what what it was was like. Because 10 years ago is hot off the heels of Sonic 06. Like, 
I'm sure Sega was like, why did it take this long? Like, I feel like Sega would have been like feverishly like paling out the water of the boat on Sonic. Like a movie would have done a lot, done them a lot of goodwill at that time. I wonder what the delay in that was. It's so strange that it took us this yeah. long to get a Sonic movie. And uh, I believe I've said it before, but I think the ideal version of a Sonic movie uh, would have been from one of these trailers. It would ha- you would have gotten the Minions team to make your Sonic movie, <laughs> and it would have had a bunch of cute critters, and it would have it would have actually gone fast a few times. <laughs> you know, it, it, there would have been some sense of like propulsion and movement. Uh, I think Lauren and Miller was... needed to write this movie. Oh, I don't want to waste their time. I don't. I don't. I I Maybe respect not. them too much. Maybe not Lord Miller, but like get the people that made the Captain Underpants movie on it. Sure, that's actually people. a good uh, comparison. Uh, like oh, I think I just realized the uh, the thing the other movie that had a baby in it. It was SpongeBob. Oh, that's it. it was SpongeBob, baby that's SpongeBob. That's right. Good there's, job. There's, <laughs> Justin Justin's on his on his A game. He knows what's going on. Uh, uh, also, one of us is. also his brain's working overtime to not think about Sonic. <laughs> Anything uh, we can do. Uh, so I will I will attempt to put this train back on some sort yeah. of tracks. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so back so the town of Green Hills. The town of Green how, Hills. How of course, many DUIs do you think this town gets regularly? Uh, uh, one per citizen. Because <laughs> there's how nothing many else think to J- do. How many do you think James Marsden's character actually arrests them for? I think they took away Crazy Ernie. Crazy Ernie's like. We uh steer uh, like uh, keys, so none, no DUIs now. I will say, uh, there's a handful of moments in this movie that I thought were kind of cute. And I, 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 crazy Ernie, the guy who's like he swears he's seen Sonic, yeah, him lifting up the the picture of the MS MS paint, uh, Sonic <laughs> that was a cute little moment. I do That's like that. That's a good one. I, sw- I had no idea until way late in the movie that Green Hills was in Montana. I thought it was in like the Pacific Northwest. I thought yeah, it was, like, I thought it was in like California. Would have made too uh, much sense. Would have been too easy. But no, it I is got, in Montana. I got an Oregon vibe from it, but it's it's Montana. I was very surprised by that. Um, and that's bad. Whatever. That's a surprising thing in a Sonic movie. Um, <laughs> oh, that the was most surprising thing is that Montana is significant. <laughs> And and putting fast Sonic in a slow-moving Montana town is something. It could have been something. But the problem is he loves it. He's like, I love how slow this town is. It's very confusing to me. Also, Montana? You mean the state with, like, the huge, beautiful mountains and desert vistas that... (laughs) That with... (laughs) All the space to run? That would have looked amazing seeing Sonic run among the natural splendor? No, sir. Just a baseball diamond for me, thanks. Yeah, I know, like, there could have been a great shot of, like, a sand dune exploding as Sonic runs directly through it. Yeah. Could have been. Could have been. You know those, like, stone wind, you know those, like, natural stone arches? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sonic, like, runs around those in, like, like, Wile E. Coyote country. Sounds great. Might have been great. Boy, if only someone had thought of that. That, I will say, like, that moment where where Sonic's playing uh, the baseball game, that's the best scene in the movie. Yes. Uh, That is a fun, that is a fun scene. It's a, they, they're, there's some cleverness going around where, like, Sonic is every member of the team. 
but Isis, because you know, I don't know. It's it's he's it's, every member of both teams. He he's having yeah, a little fun with himself. Yeah. They to give this it's movie cute. the barest amount of credit, they do give him the high five thing to pay yeah. off later. Again, the barest yeah. amount of credit, but they they do that. That is probably the best scene in the movie that does not involve my favorite character, uh, the only good character in the film. Uh, Sonic Adam the Pally. Hedgehog. Of oh. <laughs> Uh, you know, oh, I love me some Adam Pally. Um, but our lead, our male lead, James Marsden, as Tom Wachowski, not Wachowski, Wachowski. Um, yeah. Uh, pass fail. How do we feel? Uh, fail. He, he's a nothing. He's a gingerbread man brought to life, <laughs> but even more tasteless. Uh, Vern? James Marsden is a talented actor. Yes. You never, you would never know it, but he's a talented actor <laughs> based on like the roles he takes. And unfortunately, the one chance we could have finally seen James Martin as a great actor gets cut. Uh, him playing Burt Reynolds in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Man. I would have loved to have seen that, but that, that gets cut. Oh from my God. Is it not um, on the blue? It's not on the blue. It's um, not on the blue. Uh, but James Martin's a fine actor. Um, but as Justin said, completely, totally vanilla baby face. It's like, it could have been anyone else. Like I like seeing James, James Marston. I like um, looking at him. He's I handsome. Like, he's a handsome man. Uh, this is the other, uh, obviously you got the blue hedgehog and that's part of where this movie veers into fantasy territory. The other part of where this movie veers into fantasy territory is like, there's a likable police officer in it. <laughs> Um, Again, further proof. This movie was written 20 years ago when, like, no, when people liked cops. And two likable president. police officers. Two of them. That's true. That's true. It's like, a. It's, he's a very post 9/11 yeah. cop, where he's a hero. Post 9/11, yeah. but pre uh, dash cam cop. Yes, it's because uh, he wants to move to pre Ferguson cops. Yes, he wants to move to San Francisco so he can save a life. Oh, yeah. yeah like, like, Cal- California cops are, like, known heroes in the oh, American absolutely. <laughs> like, whenever I watch the Rodney King tapes, I just thought, like, look at those heroes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, no. Did Jesus you guys know Christ. that Steve Bannon tried doing a Shakespeare movie set in the Rodney King riots? Oh, my God. I'm not surprised. Um, but... What uh, the the fucking Romeo and Juliet? What movie? No, 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 no. It was Coriolanus. <laughs> I mean, Ray Fiennes did one where like Coriolanus is in like Iraq, so I guess oh, anybody yeah. can do yeah. anything. Yeah, no, horse, but, like, like, like there was a um, a dramatic reading of the uh, script with um oh god who plays uh meow meow fuzzy face and Bojack? He plays uh. <laughs> Thomas Saint Dubois and um in the Boondocks. Uh What's his I, name? I can't help you. I have no idea. Oh. I'm he's sorry. just this like really good like black like comedian voice actor guy who like plays the title role and it's uh, still kind of a shit and it's still a really shitty script. Title guys, role in the Steve Bannon choreo. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not I try not to be someone who hot dogs and grandstands and drags a lot of attention to myself. But when you were talking, I said, a horse, a horse, my Rodney kingdom for a horse. And I think that's really funny. 
I just, I'm, I, I'm, that needs I'm, to, I'm, I'm really proud of that, and that needs to be heard. I'm glad you brought it back. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it back. Please, please, um, please. Um, Yeah, anyway, Rodney King Henry III. Um, uh, Rodney cool. King Henry III. Um, anyway, so, James Marsden, he's fine. Pass. Yeah. Barely pass. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, James Marsden, uh, being as handsome as he was, kind of kept me awake for this movie, unlike the children uh, on either side of me in my screening who were fast asleep. Um, but uh, uh, James no Marsden... Laugh for that first like half of the movie easy no the no only laughs. i there was a lot of we, i didn't talk much about my movie going experience but there was um a lot of children i went on an, at five o'clock on a saturday night um mm. there was a handful of children uh in my auditorium the only reaction i heard from any of the children was during the scooby-doo trailer when scooby-doo licks the camera and yeah, they, they like that kids, I heard some kids go like, eh, but that was, yeah, that was, yeah, uh, that was uh, uh, but, uh, apart from but... like child restlessness, it was dead silent during Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a complete stony silence during this right. film. Uh, but James, I'm, I'm predisposed to like him. I think he's a good actor who just needs to like fire his agent if he hasn't yes. already. Yes. I think he is good in those original X-Men movies, but they don't let him do anything but i think he like he's giving a, a strong performance as cyclops um, well, in and, all fairness it's cyclops there's usually not a lot to do how dare you uh do not get me started um but uh but and then he bounced around for a while he's really it's a very small part he's really good in hairspray as corny collins a song and dance host he's really mm -hmm. good and he's kind of funny in, uh, in the long-forgotten uh, boob comedy Sex Drive, uh, where these boys have to oh, go yeah. drive to get laid. He plays like, oh, it's like an older oh, brother. Oh, he's great in 30 Rock. Yeah, he's so good as Criss Cross on 30 Rock. Like, he's a, he's a talented, funny guy who just has had no luck in movies and is he... upsetting. But I'm he's glad he's a... getting paid. I'm he's, glad he, he's a he got that Ham who misses chance. Yeah. Yeah. At least he's the getting first, that check. You know the, what I the mean? The first half of the box is incredible. And a lot of the reason is because of him. He's really uh, he's really talented. And he looks really good in a skin tight t shirt. That yeah. uh, how does Sonic find out that Tom is moving to San Francisco? Well he's wearing a shirt that says San Francisco, here I come. <laughs> a child's t shirt. Like Yeah, he's wearing hair. a baby doll tee. It is a. It, he is Simon Cowling. It. He is wearing a very, very, very painted on T-shirt. Sheer. I ain't fighting it. Wardrobe. More of those, please. No. Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, but he's I, not gay either, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. He ain't he's, gay. He's married. He's, he's got a lawfully wedded wife. He doesn't propose to her with a sonic ring, but they are married. And Boy, yes, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it have been something, huh? Uh huh. I thought so, sure it was going to happen. So what happens uh, to Sonic Vern? How does how, what? How does this uh, plot activate? So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. I know. So like Sonic, uh, he's kind of like a he. He runs around Green Hills, and he's got kind of like a Sasquatch vibe to him. Does he exist? Does he not exist? Most of the people doesn't think he exists, but Crazy Ernie believes, um, and. Sonic, uh, also, he runs so fast, he's got quills, and those quills fall out of him because he sheds. That's a plot point for later. But Sonic, uh, there's a scene where Sonic plays baseball. And it, as, as we were saying earlier, it's the best scene in the movie. 
Sonic plays baseball, and it's the movie does a thing where he he runs so fast that he's every member on both teams. So like he's the pitcher and the catcher and the batter and the outfielder. And uh, Sonic has different personalities for all this thing. One of them, it's um, it's a uh, Jerry's game from the beginning of uh, A Bug's Life, <laughs> but multiplied by like twenty. Um, but at the end of the the baseball game, uh, Sonic goes to like at the end of like softball games, which Sonic has watched. Uh, the kids like walk in a line and high five each other. And Sonic goes to do that, and whenever he does that, he realizes he's all alone. Uh, there's no one else. He can pretend to be other people, but he cannot have someone else. And he he just he he's alone. And uh, he's been cool for so long, but he realizes like uh, what's what's being cool if you have no one to share it with. Uh, and this makes Sonic very upset. Uh, he starts running around. Uh, the the baseball diamond uh, multiple 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 times the second best sequence in a media where a main character runs around a baseball diamond multiple times the first being season two of Joe Paratox with you on Adult Swim um, but Sonic runs through the baseball diamond a hundred times and he runs so fast and it causes uh, the lights on the baseball diamond to explode and a power surge throughout the entirety of green hills um well the entirety of the the eastern sea or the western seaboard oh yeah. gotcha okay i did not re- okay it's the entirety of a big area gets knocked out of power because of sonic and how fast he run that's why the military uh, takes notice yes, is because yeah. he, then, sonic has blacked out the western hemisphere yes. <laughs> yes uh we we cut to uh Finally, something that really feels like Sonic the Hedgehog. Military generals discussing uh, <laughs> EMPs uh, and terrorist attacks. Yes, dis- Again, discussing terrorists. For, further proof: this movie was written uh, like two decades ago. The main, like the main, like gruff general is just not Colin Powell. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, at one point, uh, in a in a line that really made me laugh. laugh uh, uh, they're they're suggesting the generals realize that there's one person they need to bring in to talk about this, but no one wants to bring him in. Uh, and one of the reasons no one wants to bring him in is because he's referred to as a psychological tire fire, which is uh, <laughs> as funny as um, whenever Rip Torn says intergalactic kegger in Men in Black. Um, as funny as whenever the Cloverfield soldier says, all right, boys, rack and pack them. Uh, it's just really funny whenever you hear military people try to say like terms like layman terms. <laughs> but anyway, they don't want to bring him in, but they have to smash to cut to uh, the baseball diamond daylight. There's a military presence there, but suddenly uh, a giant blacked out uh, Optimus Prime. If he was a Decepticon semi truck <laughs> rolls in and outsteps Jim Carrey as Dr. Ivo Robotnik. Um, he's never referred to as Ivo. Uh, it's just Dr. Robotnik. Um, and this is where the first time director, Jeff Fowler says, ah, Jim, just be Jim. Uh, and, and Jim Carrey just, he does shtick um, stuff that like, if I was anywhere between five to 10 years old, 
I would have been so happy to see Jim Carrey in my Sonic the Hedgehog movie. But being a a 30-year-old man who's grown up and acquired taste, I'm like, uh. Um, he, I mean, Jim Carrey, he does. Jim Carrey's Robotnik is like if the Riddler got divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... If the Riddler got divorced but was in a dom-sub relationship with yeah. his <laughs> military partner. Um, but he, uh, it, it's Jim Carrey doing it, like, He realized he was bi, he got a new sub. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's, it's Jim Carrey doing shtick that we have not seen him do in a decade. It's been it's, a while um, since we've had this yeah. Jim Carrey, since, like, oh, Yes yeah. Man. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. God, maybe even farther back than that. Maybe even, like, Bruce Almighty shtick. Yeah, he is full See, Jim Carrey shtick in this movie. Vibes. Yeah, full, it's, oh my god! Like, it's full rubber face Jim Carrey, uh, and it's uh, it's it's interesting to see. Like, I mean, Jim Carrey doing that thing again. Uh, we've had a lot of number twenty threes and a lot of uh, things like that between you know Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey, and the Jim Carrey we have in you know as Robotnik, but he just does. He just does, you know, like Fire Marshal Bill, like shtick, you know, just like rotates his head and all this stuff. He has a he has a Nintendo Power Glove, which he uses <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> That's right. He's got the Power Glove. Got a Power Glove that he uses to control uh, aerostats from Terminator Salvation. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and he he the sends, orbs from Phantasm. Yes, uh, and he sends those out to uh, to uh, to comb the woods. He. Uh, and then Vanguard One finds uh, Sonic's <laughs> footprint um, in the in the field, and it feels like Sonic was just Sonic, just like or not Sonic, but just like Robotnik, just like becomes obsessed with that footprint and becomes obsessed with Sonic, yeah. and kind of just like I guess it's outside of his jurisdiction to like worry about getting the power back on, um, but uh, it just becomes the thing uh then we we uh, sonic uh dr ivo robotic becomes obsessed with sonic and we we get to the reason jim carrey agreed to this movie oh you'll pay me 30 billion dollars and i have to stay in one set for a week okay (laughs) um so he's just in like he's in like power rangers lab set just like doing tests on a quill he finds a quill from sonic um and he does a test on this quill, and uh, in full child logic, the test result on this quill real yields that uh, shows that this quill re- yields in unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> like the digital readout says, unlimited power is capable from a quill, not from Sonic, <laughs> from the quill. Uh, and so, like, for the record, Sonic has power. It is never explained what the power is. I think it's just like comes from. It's just called his power. Yeah, I think it's just like you know, like if you walk around and you don't pick your feet up off the carpet, and eventually you build up static. I think that's just what Sonic is doing whenever he runs. He just doesn't pick his feet up, and that's the power. It's it's the Sega version of the Speed Force. Yes. Yeah. In a in a plot line that Hollywood. We can just throw right in the garbage. We can stop making movies structured around what is my power? How do I understand my power? It is the shittiest, least relatable, least interesting 
plot line that comes up again and again and again in these horrible movies. Also, no, except Sonic doesn't even understand his power. He has no like self-discovery. It's nothing. His self-discovery at the end of the movie is that he should stop running. It's the worst. <laughs> and you're like, was that the plot line that I was supposed to get the whole time? He's running from people that are trying to kill him. What do you it's, mean, Sonic? We'll get ahead. Stop we're, running. we're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't care. I'm mad. <laughs> uh, but we, we need to do... Our Too performance fast. review of the star of Earth Girls Are Easy himself, Jim Carrey. <laughs> you mean Once Bitten's James Carrey? Uh, the Majestic's Jim Carrey? Um, <laughs> Mr. Pop was Penguins, Jim Carrey. You, that movie does not exist. It only exists in clip packages for direct TV. Uh, that, that movie... <laughs> The movie is one scene of Jim Carrey dancing with penguins, and that is yeah. it. It is 12 seconds long. It is part of Eclipse Packets for DirecTV. Yeah. It's, it, it, like, there was, like, it's Argo. It was actually, like, a CIA front. <laughs> a CIA front to sell Dish Network. Yeah, they, they actually saved a lot of penguins and smuggled them yeah. onto a film set. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> Jim Carrey, uh, bad, bad wow. casting. Okay. Uh, he he he's too hot to be Robotnik. Um, like literally, like a, a hot person. Like you want yes, to fuck like Jim physically Carrey. Physically too attractive to be Robotnik. I started like, seeing tweets about the thirst for Jim Carrey, and I don't think I've ever understood anything less. No offense to Jim Carrey, but I've never looked at Jim Carrey as a sexual object. As a bisexual man, I just can't you, see oh, it. You haven't seen uh, Once Bitten. <laughs> I guess not. It's, uh, he, he's attractive in the sense that he's not aged. Sure. Yeah, no, no, he, he's well-preserved, and he's got that, like, strong, domineering personality, at least in this one, that, like, I could see it working for people. Sure, yeah, there's definitely, this is somebody's something. He's in that, yeah. like, little flight suit. Uh, Vern, James Carey? As far as Dr. Robotnik goes, I think Kick-Ass 2's Jim Carey is, uh, <laughs> probably, you know, it, it's, if you're, I'm gonna say fail, um, he's too everything to be Robotnik. Obviously, if you're making a live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and you have to cast Dr. Robotnik, you cast John Goodman, but... Yeah. John Goodman John Goodman doesn't move tickets like Jim Carrey does. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, and, and as we posited in our last episode, John Lovitz as well. John, John Lovitz John is Lovitz. like my number one choice, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I'd give you that. The uh, The only thing is that John Goodman has the gruff voice. and Yeah. That, so that, I would love to hear like, let's get those chaos emeralds, huh? That's the <laughs> ticket. Uh, I would love to hear that. But uh Yes. Well, then let's uh, just put Josh Gad as the Robotnik. Disgusting. <laughs> Get out of... That's... No, I refuse. I refute your claim. Uh, but, uh... We just it, put, like... We just put him in the uh, old man makeup they used at the end of Jack. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Um, yes, uh, but my, uh, performance review of the incredible Burt Wonderstone's Jim Carrey... <laughs> Uh, Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues, own Jim Carrey. Um, I, I, I 
all right, I'm going to step out on a limb. He's the only thing I like about this movie. I think his first scene is terrible. It's terribly mm-hmm. edited. It is the worst Jim Carrey shtick. But legitimately, he made me laugh like five or six times. Oh, no. Here's the thing. He's a bad robot. The... He's still the most watchable part of the movie. Yeah, yeah that Absolutely. is why he gets a, a the biggest pass of the entire movie. Because I was like, at least this is something. At least I got something I can hone in on here. He made me, you know, when he's like, you just keep being you, Sliss. Killing, killing, Jim. Keep going, baby. He's trying to be a cartoon supervillain. Like... And I think it worked. I would, yeah. I would like to he, see him come back as in just a sequel like generic to this movie. scientist. Yeah, there's. But there's, this is Robotnik. He's not. He's not just any generic scientist. Yes, there's a big. I should have said there's a big asterisk on my review of a series of unfortunate events. His own Jim Carrey as Robotnik. He's a bad Robotnik, but he is one of the best things, if not the best thing, about yeah. this movie. Okay. Uh, I I will accept those reviews from the both of you. But Jim Carrey might be my only true without asterisk pass of the entire movie. (laughs) Yeah, so he rolls in and, and, you know, he finds the quill in Tom Wachowski's house and then Sonic saves the day or whatever. Um, Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Tom has previously tranquilized Sonic. Yes, okay. Oh, yeah, we missed a big thing. This this movie, so... We have James Marsden, an off-duty cop, finding an unarmed, injured person and just shoots him prematurely. With a tranquilizer, with a tranquilizer. It's still a gun. Yeah, okay, so... And it's played for laughs. Not as far out of that fantasy element as I I said earlier. (laughs) Yes. He having a teacher with a finger. What if... (laughs) What is the backstory to uh, Paul Winslow in, uh, in Die Hard? In uh, Die Hard, I shot a, a kid. <laughs> I, I shot a hog. I shot a hog. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, he shoots Sonic, keeps him in a little doggy cage. Uh, Robotnik rolls up just in time for uh, 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 James Marsden to fucking cold cock him. Just knocks him clean out oh, with one and, big old cop punch. Oh, and then uh, between uh, being shot with a trank and uh, Dr. Robotnik showing up, uh, Sonic is taking the rings. He's going to escape. And he accidentally says San Francisco because he reads uh, James Marsden's shirt. <laughs> His baby and he teeth. Drops and he drops the ring, and the bag of rings ends up in San Francisco, which is why James Marsden and Sonic are in a, in a car for half this movie. Um, Above the, like, what, the Empire State Building? It's the Trans-America it's the, yeah. it's the Trans we America couldn't building. Get, like, we couldn't get a national monument, so we went with undisclosed corporate building yes we got the biggest building in checks notes san francisco (laughs) uh yeah so all his rings fall down there so they have to go get the rings on top of the trans america building uh sure fine why not Uh, i guess so what a great character journey this is going to be they have to go find a bag of rings uh sonic uh he's He's disappointed because he's been found out and he's like, oh, great, I have to leave this world. 
And the next world on his map is a is a mushroom world. And I thought, sure, they're going to do some sort of thing. This is a third thing where I thought they were going to do, but they didn't. I thought, sure, Sonic was going to be like, uh, who would want to be in a mushroom kingdom? But they never, they never do that. They never. Uh, again, again, this like if they had a spine, they. <laughs> They do it but... again. If Vern, you're implying that this is a film. You're implying yes. that this is a movie that would have a script, and sadly, it does not. Sadly, uh, any opportunity to do anything mildly interesting is skipped over mm-hmm. yeah. um, in favor of a worse version of something you've seen in another movie. Hey, did you like Looney Tunes back in action? Okay, what if we uh, what if we did that, but really boring in yeah. that? Remember how cool it was in Looney Tunes back in action that, yes, they were on a road trip, but all the Looney Tunes were there and Bugs and Daffy could play off of each other and then they would run into Yosemite Sam. And then they they'd would play run off into... the locations they went to. Yeah, uh, remember uh, how much you enjoyed that and how superior that film is to Space yeah. Jam? Uh, that's cool. What if we did one Sonic character on a road trip with James Marsden? Uh, hmm? How do you, and then, hmm? and then, what if they stop at the biker bar from Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Mo- these <laughs> fucking movies love biker bars. The they, SpongeBob they are movie, horny for biker Sonic bars. movie, and oh yeah, and, yeah. It's, oh no, it's what Hollywood executives think real America is. Are these crazy biker bars with the worst, toughest people just like setting indiscriminate things on fire, throwing yeah. knives at <laughs> each other? We're actively like setting a car on fire. As if when you if you walked into a biker bar, it wouldn't just be people drinking beer quietly. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's and the then, worst, like, most dangerous place. You'd hear to go. a racial slur like that. Shooting guns at toilets. Like that's of yeah. course what happens in a biker bar. Like someone overdosing on fentanyl. That's what happens in biker bars. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so Tom and Sonic go on the run. Yeah, they have um, escape from Robotnik. Uh, and they escape from... And, somehow, uh, James Marsden... Uh, they never... It It kind of doesn't really get addressed, but like... James Marsden's promotion in San Francisco was pending a background check. And then all of a sudden, like James Marsden is on national news as a terrorist. And like, there's never like a line of dialogue where he's like, what about my job? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, well th- that doesn't matter. That ultimately doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, we don't, we are never shown how good a cop James Marsden actually is. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not and when they return to Green Hills at the end of the movie, there are no repercussions of the last few days of news stories where their own sheriff has been called a terrorist. Uh, which Everyone just in, kind of embraces him in open arms. In rural Montana is a death sentence. Yes. Like there are no repercussion there's no trouble or or impasses because of that it's it's just it's almost like the script was written before terrorism was like a a public issue oh so you're saying this is like 1998 this is a pre-9-11 film i stand by it is it isn't uh wasn't um oh god uh it was like four or five years of 2014 2015 uh, there was a like a um, 
a, a a bird sanctuary or there was some like uh like state park that was taken over by like a militia yeah, yeah 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 that was uh wasn't that montana that was cliven bundy's kid yes but wasn't that in montana it was in oregon oregon oh, okay so never mind i was gonna say like yeah. uh i mean that guy cliven bundy's uh child he is a terrorist all those charges got dropped because of course he's a fucking white guy yeah um but like if if uh in, in this world like i could see we're like oh our sheriff's a terrorist we like him even better now like he's a terrorist in the eyes of like the you know liberal cucks not well not that oh well yeah again bill clinton era yeah that's true waco waco happened oh after. god fuck man guys people listening at home you might think like talking about like Cliven Bundy and like Waco, Texas is like out of character for a Sonic the Hedgehog podcast, but like it's all relevant. You've heard of Shadow the Hedgehog. Like this fits <laughs> in. Like this Shadow the Hedgehog, who is Shadow based the on the gentleman from Columbine. Yeah. <laughs> He's an amalgamation uh, of both of the Columbine shooters. Yeah. Yes. The uh, postal dude himself, Shadow the Hedgehog. It was almost uh uh, it's what know, if the Eric Columbine killers wore fursuits instead of trench coats. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, um, but so like they're on the run from the government and they're on the run to San Francisco to get Sonic's rings so he can escape. Um, and because it's a road trip through America, it doesn't matter where point A and point B is, but because it's a road trip through America, they encounter a, bag, a biker bar. Um, and Sonic, he walks in wearing a cowboy hat and glasses and no one, no one thinks twice about it. But, you know, in fairness, in real life, no one would. They're like, is this your child? (laughs) (laughs) Furry blue. Uh, He's not wearing uh, a mask or like a a bandana like over his. Oh, no, he is wearing a bandana over his face. No, he's just wearing sunglasses and a hat. That's right. That's he has a poncho. But he still has a hedgehog he's, face. He's dressed like what a shitty like a California executive thinks. Oh, that's what people in the West wear. Yes. But uh, of course, like Sonic, uh, because he's a he's a fish out of water, or a hedgehog out of water. He gets into some trouble. And that leads us to like the very obvious oh. and very expected, like slow motion. Sonic is running very fast. Like the Quicksilver from X Men: Days of Future Past sequence of this movie. Yes, uh, but an handled infinitely badly worse the song. Yes, because the song it. has the song that's playing in the background has nothing to do with time. Yeah, the, the it's a random shitty. So, like in our preview episode, we gave thirteen better examples of a song you could have played. This is yes. a nothing rap song. There's no energy or comedy to this sequence. It's slow. It's not interesting. It's, it's, uh, there were better versions of this on fucking Heroes in 2006. You know what I mean? Like, just, just nothing. Uh, Ever, lazy, not, God. Um, It's no good. It's an infinitely worse version of, like, the best sequence in Days of Future Past. I think everyone is agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's bad, folks. It's no good. 
the, nope. In all fairness, the scene also has the uh, the fucking exhausting uh, "we don't like your kind here" joke. Yeah, it's got a lot of hey panda bear. Uh, we got a lot of that in there. Remember, um, yeah. remember hipsters in. 2012? Yeah, they called... Oh, the, yeah. The, the last time hipsters were relevant? Because <laughs> apparently bikers don't care for hipsters being in their bar. And, it, I'm sorry, in what way does Tom resemble a hipster? His These red flannel like shirt? Fireman! <laughs> yeah, it's preposterous. It sucks. We, of course, get a sequence where Sonic... Uh, pre-fight uh, decides to knock everything off of his bucket list. Um, which include tame a wild animal. <laughs> which he... Does, what does Sonic consider an animal? Uh, well, a, he a mechanical bull. A, yes. Um, he, uh, he line a, dances. He, he, uh... he line dances and he accidentally touches a lady's butt and the lady thinks it was Tom, so she slaps Tom. Great movie. Um, at least during the slow motion sequence, Sonic eats chili dogs. He does eat several chili. I will give There's the movie then, credit. And then we get some great payoff to that. We, uh, I don't know that we do, do we? but uh, what is it? Well, we get a big old fart and the one oh, laugh. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. yes. Sonic the Hedgehog farts in his movie. The movie where they make a Hillary Clinton emails joke. They Sonic also farts. Because why not? Um, uh, so the, the 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 scene where James Marsden orders a mellow yellow in a bar. Yeah, which, not even a Coke. What what that bars have? That a yeah. bar would have a can of Coke or like a At seltzer water. Like, you, I mean, you don't have to encourage like alcohol consumption in your kid's smoothie, but at least have James Martian say just like whatever you got on tap. You know, because yeah. that could be that could be anything. But you know, it's gotta be mellow. Or just cause... water. He could just ask for water. Yeah. Uh but you know, we we gotta get the brands involved yep. uh in this commercial. There's a, a big uh brouhaha, big kerfuffle, Sonic does uh Quicksilver stuff. They leave the bar and uh, they go to a hotel room to which Sonic does more like I'm going to run around this hotel room and do stuff really fast while James Marsden sleeps. Um, at that point, uh, we've seen that Sonic has crossed off everything off his bucket list except for make a best friend. <laughs> um, and uh, that's a that's a thing we need to know for later on in the movie. Um, and I can't remember if it's on that TV that James Marsden realizes he's a terrorist and just kind of like, oh, well, well whatever. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but shortly, I, I, I know at one point Dr. Robotnik and uh, his uh, manservant shows up Agent at that micro bar. Agent Stone. But I can't remember what happens between those two things. Uh, well, it's basically they, like, right uh, back He to sent back. like a You're tank right before they got to the bar. He sent like a tank. That's that was right, before yes. the bar? Was the huge so. tank fight? Yeah. I I know that's no, after no, because was that after? He, there's a hood to the car after the bar fight. Oh, the okay, the tank yes, fight, yeah, a... I mean, 
this movie is an illogical series of steps. Yes. But yeah, immediately after uh, Jim Carrey and his man, sir, uh, his sub, uh, Agent Stone, played <laughs> by Lee Majub, um, I, who for me is a soft pass. I, he was charming. He was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the. Uh... I liked the, the goat milk latte. It was funny. Is I don't this was written uh, in a time when everyone was thinking lattes were funny. Everyone was making uh, Starbucks coffee jokes, and fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Jim Carrey uh, and, yelling and at him Dennis that Dennis Leary was the king of comedy. Indeed. Uh, and, and let me tell you, I'm a simple man. I like simple things. And Jim Carrey yelling that he loves his latte was funny. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I laughed <laughs> legitimately. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> Because in every part of uh, in any good dom sub relationship, you still you have to be open and communicative with each other. Yeah, G G G. Yeah, and uh, indeed, uh, in the scene where Jim Carrey grabs this man by his lower jaw, um, I came a little bit. I will be honest with it's, you. I will be frank. Like they they tried to make this movie not gay, but they couldn't help it. No, couldn't help it. They tried so hard. Uh, and in a later scene where indeed we do see Sonic the Hedgehog's feet, I realized that I wanted to cut them off and roast them over a grill and eat the delicious hog, uh, and then send his soul to hell. I want to send the whole, I want to send the hog to hell, drown the hog, kill it, put it back in hell. Poison him, drown him, bash him in the head. I hate the hog. that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Um, I hate the hog. There's, uh, there's, a. there's a you guys have you guys keep reminding me like Vern, you're thinking about this if it were a real movie uh, but um and you can't you can't put that lens on it and I can't and I need to stop but uh there's uh Jim Carrey uh the Dr. Robotnik shows up at the biker bar and it's that scene like yeah we saw him blah 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 you know like I like, tell you and I was yeah, like why yeah. wouldn't this guy rat on Sonic he yeah. hates um, Sonic why wouldn't he but, rat on Sonic but also, he's a rural guy in Oregon, so of course he hates the government. Um, but, he, but it's the military. <laughs> he loves the military. We oh, love good our point. troops. Uh, yeah, that, that's respect our troops. But uh, that sequence opens with, I, I guess, um, during the bar fight, Sonic, or no, Sonic uh, causes a man to get thrown, launched out of a window, and window shatters. Yes. So the beginning of the scene where Dr. Robonic shows up at the biker bar to question everybody it shows people putting a new pane of glass in the window. And uh, <laughs> at the end of that sequence, Dr. Robotnik throws somebody out of that window or someone gets thrown the, through that the window. The same guy. The same the bald si- guy. Yeah, the same guy. That window gets shattered again. Uh, and you would expect there just to be just a reaction shot of the guys who put the window in going like, oh, again? You would expect never... a baseline level of competence from this but, movie. That never uh, you, happens. You would expect that... a moment of them holding the shattered glass. You would expect Robotnik to react to what he just did, or Stone to react, or, God help me, a reaction of the guy on the ground. But no, it is less than a second of this guy going through the window, and that's it. It's incompetently put together. There and... was yep. no laugh in my theater, because the editing failed itself. And... Uh, in that, if I remember correctly, he gets thrown through a different window. He's supposed to get like comedy brain. He gets thrown through the window that they put just put in. 
Wow. But in this movie, he gets thrown through a different window. I guess I hadn't thought that it was a different window. I had it's considered it. It's a different it... window. Because oh, when Dr. Robotnik walks out, the two window guys are there and they have the little suction cups on that window they just put in. Comedy Brain says you put in a window that gets smashed and that window gets smashed immediately. Not you put in a window that gets smashed and a separate window gets smashed. Or if that's the joke, you have to show the other window and the guys go like, whew, you know, mm -hmm. like you can yes. do that, jo like that anti-comedy subversion of expectations. Yeah. You, have to, you have to do it. Or do like, there's three windows next to each other. Or, or like, the uh, the the guys put the new window in, and then all the windows break except for that one they just put in. Sure, you have like, to do anything. But they don't do that at all in this movie. They just a another window, a different window is broken, and there's no reaction to the people who just put the new window in. There's no reaction to the guy who's like, you don't see the big bald guy that gets thrown through the window go like again. Like, nothing. Anything at all. And there is nothing. It's a huge bummer. But yeah, then Robotnik sends a big tank after them, uh, which Robotnik is not in this tank, which was confusingly edited it's, together. Yes. Well, yeah, no, it's he does drones, you see. Yeah, I mean, that's it was confusingly edited together where I thought because... Robotnik was in the tank. Cause they because they keep first, cutting back to him like he's in the tech. <laughs> yes, they first show, uh, th it's like the Batman Begins Batmobile chasing after Sonic and James Marsden. And then Sonic blows that one up. And then it's a smaller version that comes out of that. And during a smaller version of the Bat Tank, and during the Bat Tank and the smaller version of the Bat Tank, you see Jim Carrey like, ah, I've got you now. And then the smaller version of the bat tank explodes. And then it becomes this like bat unicycle. And then mm -hmm. you see James, uh, Jim Carrey still like reacting. And that's when you're like, Oh, Jim Carrey wasn't in those. Yes. And it's very confusingly edited. Plus it's very confusing to Sonic lore because Dr. Robotnik is always inside some sort of kooky vehicle that yeah. Sonic blows up at the end of every level of Sonic. Yeah. And so big for uh, Robotnik, Yes, so for Robotnik to not be in a Robotnik vehicle is very confusing. It was confusing. It was confu It was. It's a charming enough action sequence. Yeah, uh, you know, like, Sonic has to drive creative. for a little yeah, while, fine. and it's it was fine. Like it was not. I would not uh, hesitate to use the word. I would. I would. I would. I would be. I would cautious to use the word good, but it was fine. Um, and it, and it does enough. And of course, Sonic learns to drive in this sequence, um, which comes back later. Um, because Sega, for whatever freaking reason, wants Sonic <laughs> to drive a car and it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't he run? Why do we keep having Sonic racers? Sonic can run faster than a vehicle. <laughs> what is this keep happening? Why do they want Sonic behind the wheel of a car? Ugh. And at least if you're going to have Sonic behind the wheel of a car, make it the Sonic Mobile so you can get that like as a Burger King toy. You can get no. that on store shelves. <laughs> but instead, it's just like a Ford truck. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, no good. And of course it comes back later in the movie when from uh, the wife's house, 
uh, from Natasha Rothwell's house, they drive to the Transamerica building, and it's revealed that Sonic was driving the whole time. And then uh, Mrs. Wachowski gets out and says, why'd we let Sonic drive? And I'm like, yeah, why Why? did you let Sonic drive? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's a joke that doesn't make sense. Like, if if you, here's, here's the sequence you do. You know, they uh, Tom gets knocked out by a Robotnik something, and the the wife has to take care of him, so Sonic has to drive. And you do a crazy, like, oh, he's bumping into everything. Oh, he's barely dodging traffic. You know, you do mm. a comedy car driving sequence. But no, not in Sonic the Hedgehog. You just cut to Sonic having driven there, and two humans that I'm supposed to understand are sane beings. Let Sonic drive. I hate it. I hate it so much. At least, like, have a joke where they step out of the car and you're like, why do you always gotta go fast? Or something, you know, just like... Anything! Or or Sonic gets out of the car and he's like, thanks for letting me drive. And then Sonic, uh, and then James Marsden and his wife comes out and their hair is straight back. Or something, <laughs> you know, like... Or Sonic was in the passenger seat and he had a fake drive steering wheel for kids and Tom was yeah. driving the whole time. Anything yeah. else than what you actually did. Yeah, there's uh, all there's a lot of jokes that, that are like that are like that, that are that are not jokes, but framed as jokes. Um, yeah. They uh, there's a there's a chase sequence and it's fine. Um, but it and like and it's like a Dr. Robotnik's got like a a, a Russian nesting doll of tanks and yeah. the the, the very drones within drones drones within drones within drones and eventually the very last one the very last Vanguard one explodes and hurts Sonic so then um, because we needed something for James Martin's wife to do she's a vet. So then it becomes like we got to get Sonic to James Marsden's wife so she can make sure Sonic's okay. Um, and whenever uh, James Marsden arrives at his, it's his wife is staying with his sister. The wife, when she went out to look for apartments, brought her dog, which is uh, being a dog owner. You don't do that. You do everything you can to get your dog away from you when you're traveling. Uh, you don't want to travel with your dog. Um, <laughs> but uh, James Marsden's sister-in-law does not trust James Marsden. She does not like him. Because uh, she's a sister-in-law, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. And, <laughs> and, the, and once again, that's this movie not explaining how jokes work. It's got to be the mother-in-law that does that, but it's, they make it the sister-in-law. Yeah, they make it the sister-in-law. But here's the weird thing about this joke, is it starts before well, Tom is a terrorist. one older woman this to, is play, true, uh, yeah. to play Longclaw. Yeah, it's, uh, it, fine. Uh, but they start this joke before Tom has done anything wrong, when he is an upstanding Minnesota, or Montana cop that is transferring to San Francisco, and his wife overnight flew to San Francisco, um, and to the point where I was like, wait, she's been in San Francisco the entire time? When yeah. did also, she he leave? worked, he put her through veterinary school! Yes, he has been nothing but upstanding, and on the phone, the sister-in-law is like, you should, D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And I was like, for what? What is, 
what is this joke? It's like I'm... they came together. It's like just <laughs> a, it's just an archetype that has arrived in this movie. Just bring up uh, and you know like. Not only that, but like it's a joke that's a reference to a Dolly Parton song in a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's so, or alternatively, or an Opera Man Lynette. sketch. Yes, yes, yes. An Adam Sandler Opera Man sketch. That's just true. Uh, um, mystifying, mystifying. This film is. <laughs> uh, but Sonic gets his shoes from a little girl. Uh, yes, and, they, and... they tie up the sister-in-law. And Sonic, uh, this whole movie has been wearing, and I forgot to look at the trailer to see if in the trailer he's, because through the entire movie and all, almost all the action set pieces, Sonic is wearing like these beat up mismatched shoes. One's got duct tape all over it. He doesn't get the shoes that he's known for until way late in the movie. I forgot to look at the trailer to see if. Because the trailer has a lot of sequences from that, like, Russian nesting doll Vanguard 1 bat tank sequence I was just talking about. I can't remember if in the trailer he's wearing the Sonic shoes or not. Um, Might be, but, like, it's pretty common practice now for studios to, like, change the footage for the trailer. Yes, yeah. Um, But, so, Sonic has been wearing, like, beat-up, nasty, raggedy shoes for... You know, this whole movie, but he finally gets like the shoes that we are accustomed to Sonic wearing um, in San Francisco uh, from a little girl. Uh, and he also meets James Marston's dog. And the joke is Sonic doesn't like getting licked by the dog. Well, no, he's jealous that uh, James Marston has another animal as a friend. So Sonic is aware he's an animal. <laughs> yeah. But he wants he to tame an animal. Oh, yeah. shit. It's, uh, does, it's, does Sonic want slaves? I, I, I'm not going <laughs> to We're not going down this trail. Go, not yeah, on one where don't, we've already... I don't want okay. to know the answer to that question. Not on an episode where Rodney King has been invoked multiple times. <laughs> Can we dare approach this subject matter? I refuse. <laughs> Guys, guys, it's the Sonic movie review. Time for some critical race theory. (laughs) You know, like, just that that eight-hour-long O.J. Simpson documentary and uh, that ESPN made in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, you know? It's both just (laughs) helicopter POVs of where race was in America at the time. Yeah, so they go off to the Transamerica building after (laughs) Sonic drives... And they put Sonic in a duffel bag, and there's this long sequence. Eternal. This is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Sonic's rings are on top of the building. Sonic's like, all right, I'll go get the rings. He runs off screen, and he runs back, like, in in a frame later, like a second later. Comedy Brain says, he's like, all right, got the rings, now what do we do? But what happens, Sonic arrives, and he's like, the building's locked. And we've seen Sonic run vertically up a building twice at this point. And also, Sonic, we saw Sonic, like, stop time to run so fast. Like, he could just run in the space of, through the door in the space of time, like, that it's being opened and closed. But because the script calls for this this duffel bag sequence, this this bit of nonmity with a duffel bag, <laughs> uh, the door is locked. So James Marsden and his wife uh, show up and they're like, and of course, 
what else do you want in your in your movie for babies? James Barden shows up. There's a jumper on the roof. There's a man gonna kill himself. Uh, and the the lady. And then the, they just give him a pass. Like, yeah, and the, the lady as if, the, like it's normal. The lady at the front. He he shows his badge to the lady at the front desk, and he's like, "They sent an officer from Montana," and he's like, "It's a really bad situation." Ha! Um. So you just saved a life. Yeah, you just saved a life. Sonic in Montana, the- known for its compassionate police. <laughs> Every state in America, known for its compassionate police. Um, so Sonic gets stuffed in a duffel bag, and Sonic's like talking to James Martin and his wife. Someone's like, do you have a kid in that duffel bag? And James Martin's like, oh, it's not my kid. <laughs> and that's, that's fine. That's fine. It's whatever. But why would um, any... Why would a human say it? Why... Why, yeah. Is Sonic a fucking idiot? He doesn't know to stay quiet in the bag. I hate it. It's, <laughs> it's, I hate it. This, this is probably the worst scene in the movie. Yeah, There's put the hog kid. in the fucking washing machine. Torture him. I hate him. Also, uh, I just randomly <laughs> thought about the hog. Skin the hog. Flay the hog. Uh, uh, I just randomly thought about it. Um... When uh, Sonic Sonic lives in a cave in Green yeah. Hills, yeah, uh-huh. and he's showing off all his stuff, and one of the things he goes funny hat, and it's the exact same foam hat that uh, <laughs> Norm McDonald wears as Burt Reynolds in the Celebrity Jeopardy sketch in this it's movie a, for children. It's a funny hat. Uh, funny yeah, hat. that's a uh, that's one for all you Celebrity Jeopardy nuts out there. Uh, <laughs> being a big fan of Norm McDonald, I was excited to see Norm McDonald's. Funny hat, and plus, I was just excited to be thinking about anything other than the movie I was watching. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Tom, uh, Maddie, and uh, Satan's right hand Sonic, uh, <laughs> the Devil's Hog himself, they get up to the roof. They find the rings, and Eggman surrounds them. He's got it. All the robots uh, 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 surround it, and of course, uh, at this point, uh, Jim Carrey has unlocked the secret of the Sonic and, and has is powering his vehicle with the quill of the devil's hog himself. Uh, uh, which I think mm-hmm. grants him super speed. Yes. yes. That is how he can break but out of Sonic's time break. We don't see it go f- like fast like Sonic does. No, well, we see it break yes out of no. Sonic's time stop. Yeah. Uh, he, because yeah, in this clock stoppers sequence, um, <laughs> From the Nickelodeon original movie Clock Stoppers, um, uh, Sonic uh, uh, goes fast, and to the audience that uh, sees stopping time, Eggman then matches his speed and can drop out of the time stop. And um, Sonic does like some sort of like whoa, like he does some sort of like I'm surprised to see this. Yes, uh, uh, but barely. Like it's barely. it's a non, and of course, uh, Maddie, a veterinarian, when having uh, an army of drones pointing uh, lasers at her, is making jokes. Yes. <laughs> there is no sense of threat to this sequence whatsoever. There's there there does seem like there's a point like at one point during that chase scene we were talking about earlier with the uh, with the tanks. James Marsden gets to hang out of a car and hit a drone with a baseball bat. And, like, I get this feeling like that was the scene James Marsden was like, that'd be really fun to do that. And then so after they shot that scene, James Marsden just kind of checked out of the movie. Uh, And so he kind of just, like, ambles and that guy's through the rest of the movie. And this is during that, like... During this drone sequence, he and this like the vet are just like, yeah, drones, ah, just cracking wise about it. Like they don't, 
the the check cleared at that point, so they don't care anymore. For <laughs> like, sure. Sonic, uh, instead of just like because he can run so fast, instead of just like picking up each of them and running them down the elevator shaft or something, he Sonic pushes the two off of the building and then throws a ring at them and then makes the ring say like green or make the makes the green makes the ring take them to green hills and he pushes them through that ring and they end up in a uh, in a big hayloft back in hay, uh, green hills montana um and then yes. sonic uh just gets chased around san francisco by he Dr. does Robotnik. another slow-mo action sequence yes. and it's uh and he does he plays drums with the little missiles and it's to a very uh slow uninteresting song uh that does not fit the tone of Which, the moment <laughs> obviously and like once again like comedy brain says sonic was supposed to drum to the drum solo and like in the air tonight by yes, peter that is what yeah. i was saying <laughs> but yes. like it doesn't happen um so yeah like he drums on the missiles and pushes them out of the way and all this stuff uh robotnik uh is in his little uh egg cruiser thing and chases Sonic around. And I don't... They end up back in Montana, but I don't remember how. You could point a gun at my girlfriend's head, and I would not be able to tell you how they returned to Montana. <laughs> like, the specific I, sequence of events. It's I have gotta be... I, I think they did... It's gotta be a ring thing. Yeah, it's gotta be a ring thing, but I yeah, don't but know. Yeah, but, like, who threw the... Who did it? Who did the ring? Because the egg wyvern slowly so comes out of the ring. So Sonic did the ring? I, I think Sonic wanted to protect everyone, so he, like, ringed away. So he ringed to his favorite town with all of the people <laughs> that he loves. Let me keep them safe by bringing them Robotnik. Fine. Whatever movie. Um... Uh, we then uh, reach our climax where Eggman uh, sits in the middle of Green Hills and does nothing. Um, uh, James Marsden cop, uh, he comes up and he reaches, of course, the culminating part of his character arc where he decides that he loves his small town and doesn't want to move to San Francisco. Uh, sure, movie. That's what he learned. What was the reason why he wanted to stay again? He wanted um, to move to San Francisco because he really wanted to be in a life or death situation where he, he had to save to somebody. Like, real cop and, work. He wants to be on the beat. He wants to help people, not just unclog people's gutters. And Sonic yes. says, uh, don't do that. And James Marsden is like, huh, I guess I shouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> in this sequence, Sonic throws a ring and it makes a ring a a ring warp zone behind Dr. Robotnik and James Marsden steps through that and punches out Dr. Robotnik. And that's James Marsden's like, ah, I finally had my moment where I saved a life. And then, and then Jim Carrey says, hell. Yes. Jim Carrey says hell. And he gets mad because there's also a runner through this movie that we've not uh, discussed. We're just like, Dr. Robotnik keeps getting punched in the face by James Marsden and it makes him mad. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess I hadn't I hadn't thought about that, right? Because he he's like only one person has ever punched me in the face, and I uh, vaporized them or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, is great, great yeah. great movie. Um, um, and then Sonic but... uh, uh, arises and he regains his true power. 
Um, and and uh, you think and you think he's going to turn into supersonic, but he doesn't. He does not nope, turn. He into just supersonic. becomes the Flash. He yep. just uh, runs uh, really fast. Uh, great culmination of the character arc there. Uh, and he, of course, says uh, that uh, what he's learned this entire time is that he has to stop running. Uh, yeah, sure. That's what he learned on this adventure. Uh, that is the character arc that was definitely throughout the entire movie and not just a random thing that they put at the end of the movie. In, in this movie where running has consistently saved him and his friends. Saved everybody's um, life. It is the only... He is running... He's constantly running from people that are trying to murder him. And the lesson we're supposed to learn is that he shouldn't do that. It's not as bad as um, the very first Pokemon movie where uh, everyone learns, like, oh, we should be proud of who we are. We shouldn't do clones and all this stuff. And as they're leaving... We should stop fighting, right? We should stop fighting. And as they're leaving, Mewtwo wipes their memory of the event. (laughs) So they learned nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the only way they can return to the world of Pokemon and not and every episode isn't just them going like remember when I turned to stone and ev- and and everyone was fighting everyone and it was a bloody battle between all the- yeah. is the only way they could avoid that. Yeah, they, they can't they don't realize that this is blood sport. Yeah, they didn't realize Ash doesn't peak at 10. You know, he doesn't live the rest of his life in horrible agony after his experience on Mewtwo's Island. It's, uh, I want to, apparently the, the message and the tone of the Pokemon movie is completely different in the original Japanese version, but Nintendo doesn't want us to see that one. But anyway, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Kids doesn't want you to see this Pokemon yeah, movie. Uh, <laughs> you won't this... believe what this Pokemon grew up to look like. <laughs> Pokemon number seven left me shocked. Um, <laughs> but I can't remember what how it's another ring thing but somehow some way like sonic throws a ring or someone no, throws a ring james marsden no, throws, throws the ring and sonic gotcha. does the homing attack that's yeah. right and knocks eggman and, to the mushroom planet that sonic uh, doesn't want to yeah. go to yes and uh this happens in the credits but i'll go ahead and bring it up now like we see Robotnik in the Mushroom Land with a shaved head, so he finally like looks like Robotnik. With a shaved head. head and the big bushy mustache, the big bushy beard. And I remember hearing about like uh, James uh, Jim Carrey had shaved his head for the role, and it's like, man, you shaved your head for one scene of this movie. <sighs> like, it's not even like, at least. Like at least the Sonic fan film had Robotnik look like by look like Robotnik the whole movie. Like what you do is the very first interaction between Sonic and Robotnik, where Sonic gets the upper hand, have Robotnik get electrocuted and all his hair fall out and his mustache look crazy. Yes. Or, and hear me out here. Don't make we the don't movie. need an origin for why he looks the way he does. That's true. Maybe too. Yeah. he just looks that way he just looks like maybe a weirdo we yeah. don't need an origin maybe he yeah. can just have a haircut yeah i'm that's sorry true too i no, we, no that's it and then the movie is virtually over everyone stays in montana um and that's it sonic it, uh sonic god uh, damn it i just realized just like all the trailers Vern showed had babies they're all origins yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, they just... are 
I mean, what I needed was to learn why Mystery Incorporated got together. That's what I really... To fight, uh, spoiler alert, to fight Snidely Whiplash. Ooh. Hey, yeah, no, I know the Scooby Doo movie. It's it's a it's the start of the Hanno the HBU the yes, Hanna Barbera Cinematic Universe. Yes, oh. because at one point in the trailer, uh, Shaggy and Scooby end up on the Blue Falcon ship. Yeah. Um, and, and also, it's going to have a Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman. All right, movie. Okay. All right, you, you want me over. All right, movie. Uh, Can't wait for I, Fred Flintstone to meet Scooby Doo. Ah. Again. Yeah, um, again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, like, I hate saying it because it's such a good movie, but, like, man, fuck the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie for being so good. Because <laughs> because it's so good, everything's an origin story now. You know what I mean? Like, we oh, have yeah. Have... That started the whole deal. Because that first, and, like, like, Tim Burton Batman, not an origin movie. He's already nope. Batman. And you, you get the origin in a 30-second flashback at the very end of the movie, and that's all it needs. Yep, and because, because Spider-Man 2002 whips so much ass, uh, yes. everyone has been doing it constantly since then. And because also, like, 9-11 sure came up a lot, but, like, Spider-Man was the first movie to do well after 9-11, and that was, like, they thought, like, because of Spider-Man, movies are saved right now. We, uh, and we were like, all free to laugh again, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yes, because uh, Saturday Night Live gave us the permission to laugh again. They gave us permission to laugh again. You know, the the Raw after 2011, the WWE Monday Night Raw after 9-11, it gave us permission to laugh again. Yes. I love uh, when also, things take credit for uh, reviving the country after 9-11. It's my favorite, <laughs> like, subculture of entertainment. And, man, you know, it, like... I'm all I'm a big proponent of like cashing in your chips when the time is right, you know, going out, you know, going out in a blaze of not like, you know, like not living long enough to see yourself become the villain or whatever it is. But like, man, if Rudy Giuliani had never stepped in front of a camera after that first SNL after 9-11, he would be remembered so much differently than he is now. He'd be remembered <laughs> as a great American hero instead of he an absolute really... lunatic. <laughs> Really, really fucked the pooch on that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, back to back to Sonic. Um, the Sonic ends up being adopted by James Marsden and his wife, and kind of becomes oh, there. Yeah, and shoot it in this clearly multi-bedroom home. Yeah, they put him in the attic, the uninsulated, unair-conditioned attic. And Listen. once again, like, movie logic dictates that, like, have a line in there that, like, they have a dog because they don't, they can't have kids or something like that. And Sonic, and, you know, and, like, Sonic misses, you know, doesn't have parents. Like, there's a gap there. Just build that gap. But that gap, you know, like, or just build that bridge. But that bridge is completely it's, annihilated it's not it, there at all it's not annihilated because annihilated implies that it was once there yeah they it's never like the, they never lay like, out a blueprint for it it's like the weird gap i have with uh et where uh, the so the first act of the movie is about how the kid doesn't have a dad that the dad is gone and yeah. and it's left this hole in the family that only et can fill so is et supposed the, to be his dad 
He, but, he does. Yeah. Is E.T. Uh, supposed to fill the gap of his dad? Because he becomes yes. like E.T.'s dad. But then E.T. is the one that teaches him a lesson. So, like, is E.T. this kid's dad? I think E.T.'s meant to be the childlike wonderment that Elliot lost due to the terror of divorce. He's the uh, human incarnate of penis breath. Um, yes. <laughs> he, a... he, boy, E.T. just is a foreskin, right? Like, he's just all oh, foreskin. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, struck by lightning, the foreskin became corporeal. We did the mash. We did the monster mash. Um <laughs> And Sonic e. is uh, like um, I'm sorry. Uh, e. E.T. is just is actually E.T.'s monster. Doctor E.T. stitched a bunch of foreskins together, oh. <laughs> and created the E.T.'s monster. Uh, on the E.T. ride at Universal, uh, you go to E.T.'s home planet, and it's just like a big uh, warehouse full of foreskins. It's, it's the mountain of foreskins from the Old Testament of the Bible. It's uh, thirsty. <laughs> Uh, it's the uh, this and a joke that's only for me and Forrest Wharton. It's the mountain of foreskins from uh, Mark Twain in the Mystical Cave. The script I wrote about Mark Twain. <laughs> oh, oh, coming soon. I do not want to know the context because it will make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, to to wrap it up, yes, we have a pair of mid credit scenes. Of course, yes. the uh, origin of Eggman. A, a, a trend I'm getting fucking sick of. Like... Yeah, I have no... I remember... So this is another digression two hours into this podcast. But when I saw Guy Ritchie's <laughs> The Gentleman with uh, 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 one friend and some friend's friends uh, the other day, um, we the credits started rolling and someone was like, we got to stay for the mid credit scene of the gentleman, like legitimately, like looked at me and God. said those words. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. It's, I it's, love leaving these fucking movies early. I love like people in a Marvel movie are like, where are you going? Like, there's another scene. I'm like, I don't care. See ya. Bye. I saw the movie. That's the part yeah, that I care if, about. It, if they wanted to, if they wanted us to see include the movie, they'd put it before the credits. I agree. The credits, which is why rolled. we now have fake credits. Yeah, Jesus. But anyway, uh, in the second post-credits thing, I was wrong. I had my money down wrong. Uh, Tails, Dang. Miles yeah. Tails Brower shows up, uh, voiced by his voice actor from uh, Sonic Boom. Um, rolls up, and you know what? Gotta say, looks a lot like Tails. That's a yeah. good-looking tails. Is it's, it? Yeah, uh, the, the 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 spinning tails actually looked like normal. It didn't look bad. Yeah, it wasn't it, some super realistic version of Tails' yeah. bizarre spinning tails. As far as we one know, the, he has uh, one asshole. It's <laughs> it's uh, one of the few things this movie does do right and logical, in that in its setup for Sonic the Hedgehog two, it introduces a character that was introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog two. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing that they did, like, that's logical and feels right. I thought, only... sure, it would have been Knuckles. I thought, sure, it would, if, and if not Knuckles, it would have been Shadow. Oh, but, oh, what if it was fucking Shadow? Oh, what if it was fucking, what if it was Silver the Hedgehog? What if it was Charmy the Bee? I mean, can you imagine? So, as we uh, round up this movie, now... It's time to uh, rate it out of seven emeralds. How accurate does it feel as Sonic? And how good is it? Uh, who among us shall do first honors? 
Kevin, you go ahead. Okay. So uh, uh, on these uh, two grand scales, how how is it on its own? Uh, one out of seven Chaos Emeralds. A purely nothing, unenjoyable experience. And that one Chaos Emerald has Jim Carrey's face, like, emblazoned <laughs> on it. Like, the only thing that kept me going through this movie was Jimbo. Um, a, a nothing uh, film. And to compare it to not a perfect film, but a film that was going for almost exactly the same thing, uh, Detective Pikachu, which yeah. in every way blew this fucking movie out of the water just i mean in terms of bringing iconic video game characters to you know quasi live action in terms of introducing us to that world being the first live quote-unquote live action version of this character completely shot the bed and again detective pikachu not a perfect film but like they got the important things right they made you feel like you were a part of this world and and sonic completely fails to do that um and uh as a piece of sonic media okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do two stratas of this uh judgment because as a piece of sonic media it's a very poor adaptation sonic does not feel like sonic there's almost none of the sonic iconography beyond like the rings um, that are in it. Uh, it is it is not a good translation of any version of Sonic that we've seen before. However, as a translation of the long, proud history of the Sonic franchise of bungling what seems to be the most easy minor things and making them needlessly difficult, well, that's seven Chaos Emeralds, baby. You did it. <laughs> you fucking screwed that hog real good and i commend you for uh not changing a lick sega baby i love you wow okay uh so i'm gonna go ahead and go um there's uh and real quick i'm just gonna i gotta get this joke out of the way because this is the only opportunity i'll ever have to do it um and and uh, in the movie world and in filmmaking there's a term called looping and that's just like adding in, you know, like doing your ADR, doing your voiceover, things like that. Um, and during the end credits, it had the people uh, who were responsible for that credited as loopers. And I thought it should have had Sonic in there because he runs through a loop. Um, that terrible joke out of the way. Um, and also, whenever we're done we're doing our reviews, I have a question for you guys, something I've been thinking about. Um but uh, as a movie, uh, y'all, I uh, uh, during Jan I spent majority of January in the Philippines. I was there for uh, three weeks with some uh, extended family. Had a great time. Um, but like like anyone who's entertained guests before, uh, you quickly run out of things that your home is known for. You can only take them to, like, Times Square so many times. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you just, like, run out of things to do. Um, and ultimately, there's just, like, those moments for just, like, we've got dinner reservations at 5. It's 3 o'clock right now. We have nothing to do. Someone put on a movie on Netflix. Um, this Sock the Hedgehog movie is the perfect movie for that. <laughs> <laughs> perfect movie for like we won't finish it 
we you may not even start it. You may walk in half an hour into it, but it's totally just like unoffensive and just like the perfect like just put on FX until we have to leave <laughs> movie and Sonic the Hedgehog is perfect for that. It is the um, new now you see me. Yes. Um I would say it's a uh it's a lowercase fine. Uh, it's the word fine, but in all lowercase. Um, I guess it's as a movie on one out of seven Chaos Emeralds. I'm going to... There are some moments that I thought were fine. I thought, I don't know, I'm going to give it a two and a half Chaos Emeralds mm-hmm. out of seven. Maybe three. Um, as far as a Sonic adaptation goes... As Kevin said, like, there's a lot of times where Sonic does not feel like Sonic. Robotnik does not feel like Robotnik. There's no Knuckle, or there's, you know, like, Knuckles is briefly seen uh, with a mask over his face. Uh, we get Tails in a post-credit sequence. Apart from Rings and the Green Hill Zone music is played twice. Including um, a, a sad piano cover. There's a sad piano version of it. Um... As a piece of Sonic media, the thing is, like, I'm not trying to be a fucking asshole, but just, like, Kevin, you gave it the, the criteria of, like, it shits a bed. And you're right, it shits a bed. But Sonic the Hedgehog and Sega, historically, they don't shit the bed. They spray diarrhea all <laughs> over the bed. They fucking just slather the bed sheets with, with wet, runny diarrhea. And this is just like a poop that you thought was a fart shit the bed. Hmm. There's hmm. there's the military is only in it for one scene. <laughs> Sonic doesn't die and he isn't brought back to life by the kiss of James Marsden's wife. Uh, <laughs> Shadow, you know, like there's no time travel element. There's no like it's 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 convoluted, but not in a messy Sonic way that it's endearing. No one has the Sonic the Hedgehog version of AIDS. Um, so, like... What? It's a, it's a thing. Uh, as, as a Sonic adaptation, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... I'm also going to give it two Chaos Emeralds out of seven. Yeah, I'd give it... um, Vern, you pretty much covered my thoughts on it, actually. Like, I'd I'd give it a three. It's watchable. It didn't make me angry. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. But it did. That's the thing. It like occasionally not sustainably angry, but it never bothered me. Like in a bad way, it left me feeling nothing. This could play like on, like you could play this at like one p.m. on like network tv and no one would care like (laughs) yeah this movie just left such a nothing feeling with me like like especially like and especially like after venting about it over the past two hours (laughs) i'm like the the movie's gone from my mind (laughs) (laughs) and i will never think about it again and i won't think about it ever again until like especially if when they release the trail the sequel that will not happen yeah probably not maybe straight to dvd but <sighs> most likely not or sh- straight to streaming yeah yeah 
when uh, Netflix buys Paramount. When Sega Vision comes out. And we... <laughs> we all get the Sega chip. We all get the blue chip. When they bring back the, the Sega TV that they had for Sega Genesis or whatever. Uh, the only way to play Fantasy Star Online now or whatever. Please. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I give it uh, three, uh, like th- three emeralds out of seven. Just nothing didn't didn't bother me enough to actually hate it. Um, and then as a Sonic adaptation, two. Like the the look for the most part kind of worked, but no. But for the most part, they didn't really feel like they let like Sonic be Sonic or Eggman be Eggman. Yeah. Like, because they were afraid of, what, scaring away the, the, the walk-ins? The people who, like, oh, this movie. I don't know much about Sonic, but I'll give him a shot. Like, those like those eight people all live in Montana. <laughs> like, this is those really are the only movie. people who yeah. don't know who Sonic is, like, at all. Yeah, that's... Just that's a very good point. I feel like as a Sonic adaptation, it's a very tame Sonic adaptation. If you're going to make a Sonic movie, you know, the year after Sonic the Hedgehog 2 comes out, this is the one that you release. But Sonic is part of the cultural lexicon now. Yeah. You, If you're going to do a Sonic the Hedgehog movie now, you go all in with, mm-hmm. you know, you do you do a fully CG thing with all the with all the critters yeah and you do a thing where like you do uh, a season of dragon ball in a movie where it's like we got to find all seven chaos emeralds yeah you know sonic racing against shadow to get the chaos emeralds in time right you do that like it's it's a it's a movie for kids but it also has the kids gloves on right it doesn't it doesn't let any of it come into itself so, so here's my question for you guys. Mm-hmm. On the same scales as both a term in terms of as a movie and as an adaptation of what they are representing, I have this question for you guys. My whole life on the playground growing up was spent in a, in a fierce battle. Uh, and you're on one of two sides. You were either Sega or you were Nintendo. And that's just what it was. You're either a Nintendo boy or a Sega boy. In terms of adaptations go, and in terms of adaptations and in terms of as standalone movies go, which is better? Sonic the Hedgehog or Super Mario Brothers the movie? Oh, Mario. Hands Mario. down. It's Mario. easy. Okay, it's that's not even it's... fucking close. No competition. And all, that and movie tried something. That in movie both categories? Secretly in both categories? Rules. Yeah, in all categories. Okay. I think it is a better adaptation of Mario than this movie is of Sonic. Um, <laughs> it also uh, kind of secretly rules, not in a lot of ways that movies are traditionally good, uh, but I find it very watchable. Uh, the design is uh, not Mario, but is good. It is something. Yeah, it is any incredible production design. Yeah. Um, you got some... That- some right. fun hammy performances from more than one cast member. Um, it is it, I, Mario all the way, baby. Also, uh, the first thing uh, uh, 
King Koopa does when he arrives on Earth is uh, eliminate the Twin Towers, not to evoke <laughs> 9-11 another time. But that is the funniest part of that entire movie. Uh, anyway, well, no, well, it's like in the 70s King Kong um, movie where the Twin Towers are the are the mark of man's hubris. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, and then the, the teaser tra- and the teaser trailer for the original Tobey Maguire uh, Tobey Maguire uh, Spider Man movie shows a helicopter and a giant web that has been cast between the two twin towers. <laughs> and it that was is a cold, real thing, and it was beautiful. Um, so I I think we're done. I think we've I think we've <laughs> more than exhausted this. Uh, real, real, real wet turd of a movie that came out. This review is longer than the actual movie. By a good clip. By by a not insignificant amount of time. Uh, so good job, boys. We did it. We, we did it. Uh, you can follow Kevin and I on, uh, jo- on uh, Just Another Night. You can catch uh, Vern, Kevin, and I on Puffin Publishing Podcast. And uh, Kevin and Vern, what do you guys got going on? Uh, there's the things you mentioned. Uh, you can also follow my writings, uh, tvskevin.substack.com, uh, patreon.com slash tvskevin to support everything. Uh, and everyone stay uh, subscribed uh, to this, uh, because though our time with Sonic is done for now, uh, I have decided to cover all of the Fast and Furious movies, which I'm sure will be a joyous experience I have never seen uh dang lick of them so this will be exciting and uh uh, Ke- uh justin mentioned uh puffin while you're uh while you're in that feed check out a uh, cavern uh kevin and i's new uh podcast where we just uh shoot the shit and do bits and uh talk about our uh our own emotional baggage <laughs> uh uh there, once once you're out of the first two episodes it gets more fun uh not that the first two episodes aren't fun but we talk about you know uh, not, you know, skeletons in our closet and traumas that we've experienced. Cavern's <laughs> uh, a, fir- uh, a fun time. It comes out there's two episodes a month, so uh, check that out. I, uh, I I don't... I've got some uh, some things. They're not cooking yet, but I've got all the ingredients laid out for them. I'm going to start working on those things. Um, so if you're interested in me and what I do... Uh, Follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Varnio. Uh, you'll see and whenever anything happens or whenever things start happening, you'll see it there. Uh, but yeah, I can't think of anything other than that. Uh, um, you know, I, you can catch me on the last episode of uh, Sonic the Hedgepod, or <laughs> one of the last ones. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, y'all, I just want to say uh thank you so much for having me as i said i earlier i really enjoy hedge pod um uh thank you Kev, uh my friend kevin and either an act of friendship or an act of aggression uh <laughs> paid for uh, uh tickets for me to see sonic the hedgehog um he sent me enough money for me and my wife to go see it oh um, that's lovely oh and I'm so, so uh my wife and i both saw sonic the hedgehog um uh, one of the good things to come out of this uh, experience, apart from recording with my two friends, is uh, I get to review movie theater. So I got to go to a new uh, new movie theater I've not been to yet and review that one for my Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate uh, I appreciate Kevin for uh, uh, for making that happen, and I appreciate Kevin and Justin 
for making this happen. Uh, it's oh. been a lot of fun. This has been uh, more fun than the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, than watching it. <laughs> it's been more fun than playing any of the Sonic Hedgehog games. Uh, and uh, I won't get too into it, but I did play through Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic Spinball, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> Before going to see the Sonic movie, because those are the Sonic games available on the Sega Genesis Mini. Um, but this was a uh, this was a fun time for me, so I appreciate you guys having me on. Always happy to have you on, Vern. Uh, a pleasure indeed, folks. Thanks for uh, joining Kevin and I across this uh, multi-zone trek. <laughs> this Mobius strip of uh, Sonic oh. media. Uh, and uh, stay tuned next week for a little bonus uh, where we uh, did a reading of some erotic Sonic fan fiction. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so grab that ring, everybody. Uh, we'll see it- you, uh, I don't know, maybe later this year, early next year, when we look at some more Sonic shit. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been a Talkback Podcast.